The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This was a cool story that is making news today. Astronomers have discovered a new black hole closer, well, to us. It's at about uh, 1,000 light years from Earth. It's closer than any other black hole ever previously identified. And if you're in the right spot, it can be seen in the na- by the naked eye, but you have to be in the right spot, which is, you know, the other side of the world. But having said that, Nikhil Aurora is a PhD candidate in astrophysics and the observatory coordinator with the Department of Physics, Engineering and Astronomy at Queen's University. He joins us now. Nikhil, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, first off, and you're going to have to bear with me today, Nikhil, because um, I'm certainly nowhere near a PhD candidate in in (laughs) astrophysics, and I actually looked up on the NASA website today about black holes, and I think I had to get down to the kindergarten to grade four explanation (laughs) on all of this. So I'm wondering if, you know, let's just start with some of the basics here. What is a black hole? Okay, that's that's a good start, I must say. Um, <laughs> so, essentially, we see stars in the night sky. What a black hole is, is the end of the lifetime of a star. It's the end product. Um, we can think of a star essentially made up of gas, where the gas is experiencing large amount of gravity because of the mass that it has, but the gas is also hot, So it's pushing against the gravity to keep itself in the way we see, let's say, our sun to be. Now, essentially, when stars go through their lifetime towards the end, this pressure or this sort of energy that comes because of the temperature or because of the heat of the gas starts to degrade, and then the gravity starts to win. And once the gravity wins, what happens is that the star essentially just collapses on its own self. Everything that is a part of the star just rushes towards the center of the star. And that ends up creating this point of infinite density in space, which is what we refer to as a black hole. So in simple terms, it's essentially the end product of massive stars in the universe. I understand that there are four types of black holes. Um, as I was reading about it <laughs> today, yeah. uh, Nikhil, can you tell us about them? And are there different sizes that go along with those four types? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, there are three types of black holes, not four. Okay. Um, so essentially, the ones that we are going to talk about today are called stellar black holes. These are black holes that are, that are essentially made when stars die. And they're, well, when it comes to sizes, let's talk about them in terms of how massive they are in their mass and not in their length, let's say. So a stellar black hole would be about the size of about four to five times the mass of our own sun. Then we can keep going up the ladder, then there's something called intermediate mass black holes. And these are found, um, these are still rare. We, there hasn't been a confirmed discovery of intermediate mass black holes yet, um, as far as I know. Um, but these are about 30 to 40, maybe 60 to 100 times the mass of our own sun. And then finally, this is where my expertise comes in. There are something called supermassive black holes. These are ma- these are black holes that are, go all the way from million times the mass of our own sun to a billion, sometimes 10 billion times to the mass of our own sun. And they generally live at the center of our own galaxy. 
So, Nikhil, I'm, 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 I'm betting that the supermassive black holes then are really easy to find, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no. I'm Turns teasing out, you. <laughs> so, we, we've only seen one supermassive black hole. It happened last wow. year. It made big news. The Event Horizon Telescope, yeah. which is essentially a collection of telescopes, sort of was able to picture the first ever black hole. And that was a supermassive black hole in yeah, the galaxy M87. Yeah, I remember that picture. It was absolutely fascinating to mm-hmm. to, to see that and, and read about it. So I was just uh, pulling on your your leg a little bit about teasing <laughs> that. Why is it why is it so difficult to spot? Well, okay, you can't really necessarily see them, so that would be obvious. Tell tell me about yeah. the challenges of 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 finding black holes then. Right. Well, so black holes, by definition, or the, as the name suggests, have do not emit any light of their own. Um, because of the strong gravitation uh, field that is around them or the gravitational force that is around them, even light cannot escape it. Um, and that makes it certainly difficult because for humans or even for any kind of science that we do in astronomy, our major tool is light. When we see the universe, we see the light coming from the universe and we study that light to understand it. Now, black holes being dark can actually put um, quite a bit of restraints when it comes to observing black holes. Therefore, we go around and try to do some clever techniques in trying to observe black holes. Like what? How do you then have to Um, spot? Yeah, it it really depends on what kind of black holes you're trying to observe. Um, Let's just talk about the discovery that just happened. Yeah. Um, these are stellar type black holes. And so traditionally, these black holes have been observed using X-ray radiation. Essentially, what happens is the area around this black hole, because it's sucking up, it's eating a lot of material around, that material gets hot, really hot. And when it gets so hot, it starts emitting X-ray radiation. So telescopes up in space um, can detect these X-ray radiations and the signature from this X-ray radiation sort of points us to the fact that this is a black hole. Now, okay, this, yeah. Okay, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm fascinated. Okay. <laughs> now, this particular discovery is special. Um, it's special because of of the fact that they use sort of a new way to discover this black hole. Um, in order to discover this closest black hole to our to, to our planet or to the sun, they use gravity. Essentially, these black holes, they go around the star, especially the one that was just dis- discovered a couple weeks ago, just like our Earth goes around the sun. Okay. So the black hole and a star are gravitationally bound, as we say in astronomy. Now, you can't see the black hole because it's not sucking up gas, therefore there is no X-ray radiation. So what these astronomers did is they observed the star and saw the star move in the sky. And after that, through some calculations, they figured out that the mass that is required to cause that movement has to be a black hole. So um, in this one, if you were in the southern hemisphere, uh, you would be able to technically see it, right? Not the black hole, the star. The star, that's right. Does every black hole have a companion star? That's a very good question. Um, 
there is no answer to that right now. Um, we don't know the correct answer to say yes or no about that. But what I can say is the black holes that we have discovered up until now have had companion stars. Okay. Um, yeah. Nikhil Aurora joining us this afternoon. He's a PhD candidate in astrophysics. Uh, he's the observatory coordinator, the Department of Physics, Engineering, Physics and Astronomy at Queen's University. We're talking about this new black hole that has been found, and it's closer to Earth than any other that has been identified so far. So, Nikhil, you 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 study the the life of how stars form in the galaxy. This shows the end of life. What does this allow for you and your research to do? Well, yeah, so I am interested in how stars form in a galaxy. So we can take our Milky Way, and I want to ask the question that if I go back, let's say, 10 billion years and see the, the, the way our Milky Way was, how different was the star formation or the formation of new stars in the Milky Way. Now, in order to understand the sort of process of star formation, um, I believe that one of the important things is to understand the end, the lifetime yeah. of a star. And so I think this discovery particularly is exciting for me because these, these scientists are now starting to discover new techniques to discover black holes. And that's just going to mount up more and more black holes that we know of in our own galaxy and having a good sense of black holes can allow us to pin down the end of the lifetime of a star in observations. Nikhil, do, do, do black holes last forever? Uh, it depends on how big they are. Um, the stellar type black holes um, do last for a very, very long time, about the age of the universe, which is about 14 billion years. Um, <sighs> However, there, theoretically, there have been some proposals of what we call micro black holes, which are really, really small black holes, which are created due to very high energies, and they last less than a second or less than a blink of an eye even. So, yeah, really? it really depends on how big the black hole is. Okay, here's another question for you, sure. because this has got me thinking. Uh, if... if if we could travel through a black hole without being, you know, if, so, if something was to survive traveling through a black hole, mm -hmm. where where would you end up? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, we don't know uh, is the simple answer to this. Um, physically, it is not possible to cross um, what we call the edge of the black hole, the event horizon, um, yeah. and still stay intact. Um, yeah. particularly because of the gravitational force. The gravitational force is so strong that matter starts getting converted into energy. That's how the X-ray emission comes from these black holes, which is what we observe. Um, therefore, this is something that goes more into mathematics um, yeah. and not really into astrophysics. Um, but the simple answer is we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Because you've got to wonder, no. is there something on the other side? I think that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I think that's absolutely fascinating. And I think there's yeah. been probably research trying to speculate on that and try to figure that out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, as you say, you can't you can't go through that. I have a text that came in from one of my listeners. And, Nikhil, yeah. I'm going to ask you, and it says, could you ask about uh, Bet Betelgeuse? It's predicted to collapse Beetlejuice. soon? 
Oh, yeah. okay. It's just spelt a little. Okay. Beetlejuice. Yeah. What is Beetlejuice and what is all that? Okay, yeah. So Beetlejuice is a star in the constellation of Orion. Now, this is something that is much closer to home. You can, okay. in the wintertime, see the Orion constellation. Yes. And if once you see the Orion constellation, generally around in December, around 6.30, 7 p.m., when it gets fairly star- dark, um, in the eastern part of the sky, there is this line of three stars. And right above that line of three stars is a bright red star. And that bright red star is what is called Betelgeuse. Now, Betelgeuse is an interesting star because we think it might go supernova. Um, oh. so now, let's, let's, let's be a little clear over here. When astronomers <laughs> say something might go supernova soon, they generally mean any time from today to the next 100,000, 150,000 years. Okay. So that's sort of the time frame we're talking about. But yeah, so earlier this year, Betelgeuse shows, showed some interesting features where it dimmed uh, remarkably low. So the light from Betelgeuse became very, very okay. dim. Um, interesting now this is, stuff. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying it's just really interesting. That's all. Yeah. So now this is a very, very common thing in, in Betelgeuse. Um, over the last 20-odd, 30-odd years, we've seen Betelgeuse get dimmer and brighter as time goes on. And that's just because Betelgeuse is a special type of star, which we call variable stars. These stars actually fluctuate in the radius, and therefore that causes um, dimming and brightening of the star. But for the first time this January, it dimmed a record low. And so now scientists are trying to find out why did it go so low. And we believe that that might just be because it's coming towards the end of its lifetime. Nikhil, I uh, I know I'm sure that you've got tons of research and writing papers and all sorts of stuff going on in your world these days. Indeed. But um, I'm I'm hopeful that maybe you'll come join us on the show at another time down the road and we can have another conversation uh, talking oh, about yeah. stars and all that sort of stuff because I find it fascinating and uh, and you you explain it so well. So oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm sure I'm one of many interviews <laughs> that you've had so far. But let's chat. <laughs> again sometime soon okay absolutely yeah it was my pleasure yeah. thank you for having me thank you so much that is uh, Nikhil yeah. Aurora from uh, Queen's University we're talking about this new black hole that's been found closer to earth than their earth than any other it's part of a double star system called HR 6819 in case you're interested and um, yeah you can um, see it if you're in well in, in the southern in the southern hemisphere you can see its companion star anyway fascinating stuff clear as mud huh